0: Welcome everyone to He's Done It, a mostly sports podcast. I'm Corey Devonti and I'm joined this week as always by my co-host Brian Wells. The 2021 NFL season is finally in the books and we're going to be concluding our own season of He's Done It by reacting to the big game, Super Bowl 56, Los Angeles Rams defeat the Cincinnati Bengals 23 to 20. We'll give all our thoughts on everything that went down on Sunday night. We'll talk about the halftime show, we'll talk about NFL honors that happened last week, our thoughts on some of the award winners, maybe some of the new Hall of Fame class that will be inducted this summer. We'll take a quick break from football just to talk about the NBA trade deadline, biggest winners and losers from last week, before wrapping up this episode with our top five favorite Super Bowl commercials. So with that, let's get started. you see that Impractical Jokers finally made it official that they're gonna have a rotating guest house for the new season?
1: I did see that.
0: Yeah, which I mean we had talked about it. Eric last month. um Andre? Eric Andre's gonna be Eric the first Andre. one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited I, for that.
1: Yeah, I've seen him in a couple movies.
0: Yeah, he well, he has his Eric Andre show where he like he already does that kind of like random going up pranking people on yeah. the street. So like it feels like he'll be a good fit. And yeah. he's he's definitely way over the top that the show traditionally is so mm-hmm. i'm excited to see like how how far they let him go because mm-hmm. it's still tbs but yeah I'm, I'm, or true I'm, tv the the first one is uh, they're gonna air it on all of the networks after the final four i think it'd be cool to get a lot of exposure for the show but i'm definitely definitely interested still see what they do with it
1: yeah i'm, I'm cool with that choice yeah,
0: yeah. so I uh, I I never know how to start episodes anymore, and I was like, "This is the last episode of season four, So like one idea I want to try, and it, we tried it in the past is doing a cold open. Didn't always work out that great, but I th- I thought that made sense. Call back to the last episode, kind of get us going here. So <laughs>
1: I kind of figured that's how we were starting the way this yeah.
0: was going. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely try to try to have some new new things i have some ideas for the next season kind of like um with the super bowl where they they always introduce a new graphic package for the super bowl like nbc did that cbs and fox have done that we're doing the same thing here we're kind of giving you a little look ahead to next year um anyway how are you doing brian
1: pretty good probably better than you how are you doing (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm (laughs) struggling
0: (laughs) I, i uh yeah so i i i had one of my my buddy's weddings this weekend and um, it was great. I had a ton of fun. I mean, I always have fun at weddings, but it was uh, very physically, mentally, and emotionally draining, and I'm still trying to recover. I can't tell if I have a three-day hangover or what, but uh, no, it it was a great time. It was my first time being a groomsman, so I think that's where the whole mental aspect comes of it because it's just like, you know, I actually had to do stuff and, um, you know, a lot of it was just I had no idea how any of the stuff works, like even just the rehearsal dinner part of it. I was like, ah, what do I do? But Well, I um, told you, you know. that
1: uh, off air a while, long time ago, I told you that in May into June, I'm going to a wedding three weeks, three consecutive weeks in a yeah, row. And that's, and, that's crazy. And one of them. Uh, one of them, I'm going to be the, a groomsman. So that, I mean, yeah.
0: look, is that one forward. you have to travel for?
1: Yeah. That's the one I'm traveling for to Guatemala. That's, that's the one yeah. where I'm going to be a groomsman for. Yeah.
0: So it'll be fun, but it, it also adds an extra layer exactly. um, to yeah. it. You know, having to travel for yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I it, it was a good time. Definitely running on fumes. Did not get a ton of sleep. I didn't sleep well at all wherever I was, um, the, the, the past like week even my last night in raleigh before leaving i was i don't know if i was just anxious or what <laughs> but um yeah i'm struggling i took a five hour energy before recording so i feel alert <laughs> but um yeah we'll see how it goes <laughs> how often I-
1: have you taken five hour energies
0: all the time. I All mean, the it's, time? It's normal. No, it's normal for me. So it's like, <laughs> it doesn't, it's not going to like have me bouncing off the wall or anything, but it's just like enough where I was like, I'm going to fall asleep if I just <laughs> try to hop on the microphone. Uh, so yeah, if, if you have to yell a few times, that's fine. But I, I should be good. Um, You know, we can get into this. I very much struggled to watch the Super Bowl. It was, it was a lot uh because I, I couldn't take a nap I just couldn't fall asleep Sunday after you know driving back and then I was just like sitting on my parents couch just like in the corner just slumped there like half in half out just like bouncing around trying to get water and like food in my stomach to just like somehow survive it but you know I I was able to enjoy the game I think it was a good one so the Rams beat the Bengals 23 to 20 and uh you know, I, I went into this definitely wanting the Rams to win, more so wanting the Bengals to lose. But I, I think I think it was cool to see a lot of those Rams players. You know, Cooper Cup winning MVP. He had a phenomenal season. Um, you know, Aaron Donald finally getting that ring after being uh awesome his whole career, one of the best to ever play on the defensive side of the ball odell beckham jr really brutal knee injury in this one but he he got off to a strong start it was cool to see him winning after his uh fallout in cleveland Andrew whitworth walter Payton man of the year probably going out with a super bowl win and of course matthew stafford after years of losing all the time with the lions he comes to la and not only gets his first ever playoff victory but ends up winning the super bowl so um, I, I think I know. Even you, though you were rooting for the Bengals in this one, I'm sure that it's it's easy to kind of feel good about some of those Rams players winning. Yeah,
1: I I like Cooper Cup a lot. Definitely one of my favorites. And like you said, Aaron Donald, definitely one of the best defensive players ever. He's getting comparisons to Lawrence Taylor, which is maybe, probably a stretch, but yeah, it, I, at least I've, consideration. The fact that he's uh-huh. in consideration shows you how good he is. But, yep. but yeah, like, I don't. I'll admit we probably disagree a little bit, but I think it was kind of an underwhelming Super Bowl. And maybe that's my fault. No, because oh no,
0: I, I do feel it was a little underwhelming. I just, I I think ways. part of
1: it is because okay, I'm a Patriots fan, and also I'm also obviously a Brady fan, so the last, what, 10 Super Bowls have had some some sort of Patriots thing in it, whether if it's the Patriots are in it, or a Patriots rival is in it, or Brady on a different team is is in it, and so I feel like the past yeah I would say 10 Super Bowls or so it has mattered uh, or, or I do have an actual rooting interest in the game. I think the last game where I didn't really have one was probably like what Niners Ravens and even that like I don't like the Ravens so I guess
0: No that that I, was one where it was easy for me to root against yeah, the Ravens. Yeah but but like that's the so.
1: that's the f- First thing I can think of, and then and even the, the that
0: Chiefs Niners, I mean to me, a couple yeah, of years Chiefs ago. Niners
1: was yeah. I didn't really care. I was rooting for the Chiefs, but at the end of the day, I didn't really care if then.
0: Yeah, I mean, that. It, but I, like, I do kind of have that thought as you because mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of forget that one because every single year, as long as I can remember, it was always like the Patriots, the Steelers, Peyton Manning, like you said, you know, like a, your team or a rival of your team. Right. And this, yeah, this is a year where it was kind of nice to just enjoy a game and, you know, be somewhat entertained by it. But I almost feel it was underwhelming in that even though it was a good game, it was 23 to 20, it came down to the end. It, it, it didn't feel like it was all that exciting no, for a lot it of No, it
1: didn't really, because the first half even though there were touchdowns it looked like it was going to be a blowout at first but then of course odell gets hurt and then the bengals they score uh they score a touchdown and and at the end of the half it's 13 to 10 correct mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah and 13 then and, a half time. and yeah so it seemed like a boring first half and then the second half <laughs> there was that crazy first play to t higgins for a touchdown and obviously it was debatable if it should have been a touchdown or not but
0: definitely should have been a phase nah yeah
1: match, but yeah. Th- yeah but it, it was it got exciting to start the half, but then there were a lot of three and outs, and it was just yeah. Well, because even though the,
0: the Rams oh, yeah. Rams turned it over right after mm-hmm. that, so the Bengals were able to kick a field goal, so they they went up at that point, what twenty to thirteen. Yeah, but then yeah, there were a ton of three and outs. I think after that seventy five yard touchdown, the Bengals only had five first downs on their last six possessions the rest of the way. Yeah, that's so
1: so. Yeah, it was it. I thought it was an underwhelming, mediocre Super Bowl, even though it came down to the end. Mm-hmm. it still felt kind of underwhelming. And and yeah, I was out of it. I was rooting for the Bengals because I obviously like Joe Burrow and I, I like Jamar Chase as well, but I also just don't... I don't want to root for LA anything. I don't like anything LA I related. I no, mean I, I don't like the Lakers, obviously. Don't like the Dodgers and... I don't I don't have anything against the Rams or Chargers but their their fans suck. They just don't have fans. <laughs> they don't have they, they fans. don't exist. That's they're, the thing. The Super Bowl is in LA and they still yeah. don't really have fans that care. I was looking up I saw a stat of the biggest markets or the most watched uh markets mm-hmm. and LA wasn't even in the top 10. They weren't they in
0: was, the top 10. Yeah. yeah. Detroit was number 2 after Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> they care. Like I mean, yeah, happy for Detroit. You know, Matt Stafford gets that Super Bowl victory, but yeah, L.A. They they just don't care about football, and it, it makes sense when you don't have a team there for so long. And you talk about the Lakers and the Dodgers, th- yeah, there are times you can question those fan bases a little, but they exist. Like no, the Lakers, Lakers and, Dodgers. and the Dodgers. I just
1: don't like them. Because- no, as, and I, I get just, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like them because like they them don't as, have fans. Like they do have fans, I just yes, don't like the team. Don't like the
0: fans or the team. But yeah, like yeah, but they, <laughs> like actually, they have actual yes. fans. Uh-huh. The Rams don't have actual no, they fans. don't at all. It's it's like <laughs> that. That's the one thing where it's like I'm happy for Rams players, but I'm like when it comes down to it, it does kind of suck that there's nobody there. Like there, no one. There no wasn't, one wasn't there really that much them.
1: buzz. Like the only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I I like Cup a lot, and and then Aaron Donald's great, but like, after that, it's kind of. Or yeah, it's like okay, I liked some of the players in the teams, but it, not a lot of uh buzz or great storylines heading into this one outside of um I don't know the quarterback matchup maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, which I mean uh, yeah, there 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 were a few few things to kind of be be buzzed about, but overall I I totally get that. And like now that I think about it, I I, I um I assume you saw LeBron James's tweet about wanting a joint parade with the the Lakers, Dodgers, and Rams. <laughs> I did, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, at first, I was like, oh, that that's of course LeBron. Like, you want to celebrate a championship from two years ago, like? But at the same time, now that I say it, that's probably the only way the Rams are going to have fans at their Super Bowl parade. <laughs> <laughs> <'cause> the <it's what laughs> Lakers and Dodgers fans <laughs> <inside>. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh. Um. <laughs> but. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, I I guess in terms of like the the officiating in this one, so we talked about the T Higgins touchdown that you know there was the, the face mask is like how did Jalen Ramsey get cooked like that? Which he he didn't. Oh, he was bad. Even game.
1: even just excluding that touchdown, he was but, bad in this
2: game.
0: Yeah, I mean he struggled in the playoffs overall. Yeah. So, but and yeah, I mean a, a, at the end he went from having no flags the whole game to four thrown in the last two minutes. Yeah,
1: I. Um, I Look, uh, look, I'm obviously someone that can complain a little bit about flags, but I didn't want to complain about the T. Higgins one because, well, one, I was rooting for Cincinnati, but I'll admit, like that should have been a penalty. But I don't want to. I just want consistency from the refs. So if they weren't going to call that, and it's like, all right, you know what, like that was a bad miss call, but at least they're not throwing the flags. I'm not going to complain about refs not throwing the flags (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, as long as it's consistent from start to finish but then all of a sudden after 58 minutes of play they throw flags they threw a flag at the worst possible time which uh they 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 called the holding on was it logan wilson yeah logan wilson yeah logan wilson he gets called for the flag and yeah when you look at the replay maybe he tugged a little but it's it's like a, such it's a ticky-tack call where I yeah, felt it was like, so egregious to call that. Um, they, it's one
0: of those where you could have called that, but when you're not calling it the first 58 minutes, like you said, it it is very ticky-tack at that point. Yeah. it's it's easy to say, "Oh, that's a makeup call," you know, mm-hmm. from the the miss earlier. But it's um, Bra- yeah, Brian
1: Brian uh, Brian McAfee, who's obviously friends of us and joined us. I remember he was so so mad about the call in the Bucks-Packers NFC Championship game last mm-hmm. year, where the refs, they for the entire game, they didn't There's really call any flag. penalties, but then all of a sudden, yep. third down, uh, Brady throws to Tyler Johnson, and it looked like a penalty. Maybe It was it was a ticky-tack call, but they yeah, they called it at the worst possible time. It's like, after not
0: throwing flags. After not like throwing a flag at all yeah. for
1: really anything until that moment, and so I can see uh-huh. why he was so mad about that, because... Even though like, I'm not a Bengals fan whatsoever, I was rooting for them. And, yeah, I wasn't happy about that call, seeing yeah, that well, that thrown in the – really, yeah, the worst possible time. Uh, in third and goal. Third I mean, and goal. It would have yeah, been I mean, fourth and been a, goal if it doesn't like get thrown. and It's at the line, eight-yard though. line. Yeah. And I don't want to say for sure that the Rams wouldn't have gotten the touchdown, but it would have been unlikely.
0: Yeah, it, w- it would have been obviously much tougher. Instead, they get a new set of downs at that point, And then you, you have, a, like, a miss, false start. You end up having um, the holding, but also yeah, like, canceling th- out. The, that the wasn't touchdown. even the worst
1: part about that play, was that before, when the ball was snapped, the offensive line. They were already. <laughs> they were already, <laughs> moving. already moving. Yeah. that—that yeah. uh-huh. so, no, that, that
0: was. You're right. That was on the the Logan Wilson penalty. Yeah. Right? That So yeah. they
1: were. That was the worst. Part I remember about that, that
0: happening. And I thought it at first. I thought that the Bengals went off sides. I was like, "What? What just happened there?" But no. It, it, I watched it again. And that was a clear. Like, yeah. This is false. Clear start. false it's start like, I felt on like the there Rams. Should have been some kind of penalty. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So. so <laughs> in part, I know I'm sound like I'm taking complete credit away from the Rams but like yeah maybe a little bit I think I I feel like it was sort of handed to them at the end of there which is it, what yeah, makes the ending I mean, even worse and I know the Bengals got the ball back but yeah I, love it. I chance, can't I so. can't help but f- like like a lot of other people focus too much on what happened on that sequence because that really uh, gave the Rams the win there
0: yeah and I I guess because of that t higgins touchdown it's that's another thing
1: it's just like oh well okay well they didn't call the penalty on the t higgins touchdown so that means they got seven and we and the rams got seven so it evens Mm -hmm. out but i don't know i just it's one one of them yeah situationally okay one of them like you said yeah first the other one was the first play of the second half the other one is in the biggest moment of the game so yeah i can't help but look uh look at that as well
0: yeah, well, that being said, you know, the, the Bengals' offensive line is a problem. Oh, my they, God. They, they held the Rams in check for so long and, like, throughout most of the first half. And then all of a sudden, L.A. was just able to break through, and they just kept getting the Burrow every time.
1: I, I, can't, I couldn't stand it. Just, it's a miracle that, that he got them all the way to the Super Bowl with that old line. Even though we were obviously wrong about how well the Bengals would be, how good they would be this year, we all thought... They'd fit, they wouldn't even make the playoffs. and They made it all the way to the Super Bowl. I still kind of have the same opinion of the Bengals though. We knew that <laughs> my analysis would line be yeah. Problem. I like I like Burrow and Chase, and they got yeah. other good weapons. But after that, it's not the great. Their defense is much better than I thought. Yeah, their so defense I guess that's is the much better. Thing. Right? But their yep. O line is still what I thought it would be. It, it still yeah. is absolute garbage.
0: All right. So now that the Bengals lost the Super Bowl, do you think they made the wrong choice by taking Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell?
1: No, no, they made the right choice. Still,
2: but <laughs> but they crazy need that they people need are saying
0: that like they don't go to the Super Bowl this year with to, yeah, Sewell. They don't, but, and they they have opportunities to get an offensive lineman at thirty one and sign guys in free agency. It's Chase is no, a special. They, they tower, made they so. made
1: the right choice. Yeah, Chase was a special prospect, and mm-hmm. they can get O line O lineman in the draft next. Year. That's that's really the number one focus: offensive line, offensive line, sure. and offensive line. Yep, yep. and.
0: I'm, <laughs> Their defense is not complete. Like, yeah, it's much better than find, we thought. They'll still add more pieces there.
1: Find but... a replacement for Eli Apple because he oh, sucks.
0: Man. <laughs> yeah, that that was bad. He was getting roasted by so many people online. Like, he made a ton of enemies with the Giants in New Orleans and like mm-hmm. their fans. But then to have like the Chiefs and the Ravens, like yeah, they... le-
1: left and right, it didn't, yeah. it didn't matter which player, or team. He was getting was, roasted like,
0: by everybody. Every... Every, like, third-string receiver just going after him. Mikko Hardman's like, hey, maybe you'll get one of these one day with his uh Super Bowl ring. Saying, you just got to get better with your craft. It, like, wasn't even like he was, like, hating on him that much. He's just saying, yo, just, like, just hit the gym. Just, you know, work on the field. You know, show up to practice. Like, that's all you got to do. Maybe you'll be as good as me.
1: Even Robert Woods seems like a really nice oh, yeah. guy. He's like, uh-huh. applesauce. Like, wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no. It, Cooper Cup definitely dominated that matchup, but that's another thing. It's like the, the Bengals put. That's,
1: a, that's another thing about the they p- put EI Apple one on
0: one from the one yard line, which like obviously that, the Rams are going to cup because they couldn't do anything that, else other than that's throw another, the ball to
1: cup. That's another thing that really frustrated me is that okay, they have uh, when Odell gets hurt, it's like okay, they have Cup. Who do they have after that? They got a bunch Huge of running backs. Off. They got a r- bunch of running backs who are good, but they weren't getting any progress whatsoever in that game for They're, 43 Just, yeah and why, their next, they kept trying their next best receivers were okay van jefferson uh he he's he couldn't get open whatsoever he'd be a perfect fit on the patriots uh a two uh, an overdrafted player who can't get open he'd make a great fit on the Patriots.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah he uh he, he had a nice had had a like, day you though you could
1: have thought he had a nice day though yeah. in terms of uh Winning a Super Bowl and then having a kid after. Oh,
0: and him, having yep having, his his kid be born. You're right. Yeah. yeah. No. It, great it worked day. Out great for him day,
1: day for him. Not stats yeah. wise, but just achievements wise. And no, it, wise
0: I stuff. felt like he was someone who had to step up for the Rams. To yeah, and he didn't really. It was game. just no. They, and then they who's they that? Like who's that other guy? Skoronic. Oh, he sucks yeah. too. Yeah. He's terrible. And then
1: they have no Tyler Higby. And then I think Kendall Blanton get got hurt in that game. And then. Yep. Bryce Hopkins who had one catch all year he he, he actually was probably the second best target uh at, yeah. at, at, after the Odell injury and so it was really just cup so take out him put do whatever you can to take out even if you have to double cover him Put your two best guys on him. Whatever it takes. Take him out and make Stafford beat you with the other players. But no, they just got to...
0: They <laughs> couldn't do it. No, they just couldn't stop Kopp. Cooper Kopp had the best season of a wide receiver yeah. ever.
1: Yeah, and he was... Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, he's uh, ridiculous. He's great, of course. I'm just saying that you got to yeah. put more effort than just putting bum Eli Apple on him. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, that
0: being said, I, I guess I don't know what their options even are. like. But, I don't know. Jesse Bates is a really solid Jesse safety. Bates is... even
1: though he didn't have a great year I think he's good but yeah maybe so offensive line is their number one need so maybe corner would be their second biggest need yeah
0: I know they 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 probably need to to beef up their defense a little still and I I don't know if this is like the Steelers fan in me talking I think it's easy to say that oh the Bengals gonna be great for a long time they're gonna Address no, all I these think, holes, uh, but there's I'm, no I'm, certainty that uh, no th- going to be. I think
1: I, I don't want to say it's over for Cincinnati, but I. If you ask me who has a better chance of getting back, the Rams or the Bengals, I would easily say the Rams. I, I think the Bengals have yeah. a. Well, okay. I mean, they have to rework a lot of things, and yeah, that, they'll I lose some the Rams, veteran players. Yeah. And well, uh, Aaron Donald has to come back. So if he doesn't come oh, back, oh yeah, for sure. Right? I, I, mean, I don't think either apparently... of them. I don't think either of them will make it back. Uh-huh. Or, I mean next year at least, but I mean if you ask me, who has a much who has a better chance? The Rams have a much better chance than Cincinnati. The Cincinnati AFC is tougher? Even though, yeah, that's another thing. And Cincinnati, even though, even though they made it all the way the Super Bowl and uh, and they only lost by three, you can see like that old line needs major work. And mm-hmm. I th- I think it's just a much tougher task for them to repeat what they did than the Rams. That's just me though.
0: Yeah, no, and I, I totally get it. Uh, you also said the same thing about the Phoenix Suns, and they're the best team in the NBA. That's true. Year. That's so, true. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible that the the Bengals can run it back, uh, but it, it. I totally get it. I think they can win have the, the, the Chiefs, division again. You have the Bills. I,
1: I just think with the Chiefs and Bills, those are mm-hmm. two teams I would seriously worry about still, and I would still yeah. pick them over Cincinnati. But I think they I, can win yeah, the I division totally agree. again. But Super mm-hmm. Bowl is that one's going to be tough to repeat. And look, I I, I love Burrow, but I don't want. I don't want him to become Andrew Luck two point I, I liked Andrew Luck a lot, but he got killed by not having an O line and not his team just ruined him and to the point where he didn't even want to play football anymore and he lost his love for the game and I don't want the same thing to happen to Joe Burrow because I like him a lot and and the past what couple seasons he's been sacked more than he's been, there was a stat where he got he's been sacked more than David Carr. <laughs> uh, the, the, yeah. Original car. Yeah, the old
0: Texans quarterback. Yeah, Uh
1: it was like 102 times something absurd. And he
0: missed half of last season.
1: Yeah. uh, Do whatever you can to protect him because he's clearly clearly the the biggest piece of their franchise.
0: Yeah, all season long, I just assumed that the Bengals' offensive line was better than they really are because their offense was so good. And I I realized in the playoffs that's not true at all. Nine sacks to and then... Seven okay, so
1: they gave up seven sacks to okay, the LA Rams have a great defensive line. But the
0: mm-hmm.
1: the Titans, uh, they they have they have a good one too, but nine sacks. <laughs> Sixteen sacks combined is that even if they're even if they're good D lions, that's still absurd. That there's yep. and there's no, no it... adjustments being made, even if he keeps getting killed out there. And he almost he hurt his knee again.
2: He mm-hmm. didn't oh, it wasn't they almost torn. Lost him for the but, it, but it was
1: sprained in the fourth quarter. Just mm-hmm. Yeah, that was frustrating to watch, and I'm not saying he was great. He was he was not bad, but he wasn't. He was okay, Burrow. I mean, he had, but he had a lot of underthrows in this game, and even that T. Higgins touchdown, it looked like it was wobbly or a little bit underthrown. But even so, it's still the offensive line is more to blame than any than anything because he had he barely had any time in, in the pocket, especially later in the
0: game. Yeah, without a doubt, the, the offensive line needs to be the biggest concern. Burrow is not the problem his no. receivers are not the problem it's it's the guys that are supposed to be blocking for him and they yeah. they need to they need to address that make it a priority both for agency and the draft yeah so i guess going back to the rams matthew stafford gets a super bowl win he has a ton of stats uh, is he a hall of famer this is in your this, eyes?
1: this this drove me nuts because that penalty was it was so bad that now people are questioning if matthew stafford is a hall of famer or not Uh, No, he's not a a Hall of Famer. You know me. You know me. When it comes to the Hall of Fame, my Hall of Fame is literally a hallway. (laughs) If you are not the best of the best, you are not in my Hall of Fame. But he probably will get in the Hall of Fame just like him, just like Eli Manning, just like Phillip Rivers. Even if they don't really deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, they'll get in. and Because of their stats. Yeah, because of their stats. I mean, do you think Matt Ryan is a Hall of Famer?
0: So I didn't. Oh, so the, the fact but... that you had
1: to at least think about it, though. Is, yeah.
0: Is... No. But I. So I guess Matthew Stafford is. He's statistically. I think 12th he's good. I'm not saying he sucks. I think. I no, think oh, he's no, a good I
1: quarterback. It. I think he's. Uh-huh. I think he's. He's very tough. One of the toughest quarterbacks. He's. He should be. He should get get a lot of credit for his durability and for dealing with the suckish lines for a dozen years. I'm not saying he sucks. I think he is good. Uh, very good, Hall of Fame. Seriously, no, I'm not a Hall of Fame quarterback.
0: So statistically, he is going to have yeah, and like he'll he's probably going to be a top ten all time. If he could be, in be top five, depending on how long he keeps this up. And I think it's easy to say right now with his body of work. I do think <laughs> he'll need a little more. But if if he's continues to play well and be on winning teams and you know get more playoff victories, get that regular season record above five hundred, then it, it seems more reasonable. But I, I do get it where it feels like a lot of these guys, it's it's tough to say they're Hall of Famers and they only are because of the era that they played in. Exactly, you know, they, they, they're them to be- they're benefited the
1: by, by the 80s. era that they play in, and I think guys like Brady, Peyton Manning, Rogers, guys like that. Should easily be in. And then, and then even Big Ben. Uh, whether it's a first ballot, Drew Brees, those, yes, Drew Brees, too. He he should be in the Hall of Fame. Eli, he'll get in because of the Manning name and the fact that he beat Brady twice, but turnover machine a lot of other years, really a lot of other every
0: other year. He didn't win a playoff game outside of those two Super Bowl runs. Yeah.
1: And so he's going to get in just because of those two years. And then, and then Phillip Rivers. Uh, even though he lost every, he lost a million games by one possession, he'll get in because of his great numbers. And he was tough, definitely a tough quarterback. Another another guy who's definitely tough. But I don't I don't think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. But he'll get in because of his numbers and longevity. And then Stafford, th- yeah, there's a there's a shot that he'll get he, if he continues this. If he can continue to you know make the postseason and make maybe multiple Super Bowls, then all right, then. But now, no, no, I I don't. I'm not I'm I don't I would say no I don't think he's all fame quarterback
0: if he retired tomorrow then I don't think so I yeah. I think it's just trying to project it at this point where it's like and that that's also what makes it tough where it's right. like you're just assuming that oh yeah you have another four or five years of him playing at a high level but it I wouldn't shock me at all if he's someone who does actually kind of fall off a cliff and that you know it it it's not a great ending and he doesn't get the, the numbers that we just suspect him to continue. I to don't even
1: off. think that I don't even think he was, I don't want to say he was bad. I don't think he was that great in this game either. I, I mean, he did have a no, couple of touchdowns. Wasn't. There, he didn't
0: win MVP. He won the he, game, but he didn't Which win I'm MVP. glad he
1: didn't. I'm glad he didn't. He sh- it should have gone to cup or Aaron Donald. I've been fine Donald. with that too. Yep. Yeah. So he wasn't even second on the order of MVP list. And so, yeah, he was good in the beginning of the game when they looked, when they were rolling and it looked like it was going to be over. But then he throws that bad pick in the end zone, and then the second interception was on Skoranek. Like that was a bad on on the receiver. Yeah, but it was
0: definitely on Skoranek. But
1: and I don't know, like the he. I don't think he was. I think he was good, and that no look, no, that no no look throw. That was that was a terrific pass.
0: That that like the video of that should go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that no like, look that
1: pass. was a great pass. That that yeah. was. It's just. Uh-huh. There are times where Stafford he, he he'll throw a great ball, I was like wow, this guy's great. And then there'll be times where he'll make a bonehead decision. It's just like Jesus, what was he thinking on that play? And so, I I don't I I hate the the Hall of Fame stuff that's been being brought up the past couple of days. It drives it's been driving me nuts. And it's like this wouldn't even be being talked about if it weren't for that stupid penalty. <laughs>
0: I guess uh, <laughs> this is somewhat how I felt about Julie. Well, the Baldwin reason I brought up Matt Ryan ago, is because
1: so. if, let's say that. Oh, because Patri-
0: statistically, he's better than Stafford. And yeah, and actually. What if League that Patriots
1: Falcons Super Bowl happened more recently and the Falcons ended up winning that game? People would be saying, oh, wow. Well, Matt Ryan, he just won a MVP. And, and then Super Bowl, do you think he's an Hall of Fame? It's just like, Matt Ryan, really yeah, I mean, a
0: Hall, that Hall point- of Famer?
1: Yeah.
0: <sighs> It is. It's one of those things where you just have like really high standards compared to like a few of those other quarterbacks. Where like they're constantly in the MVP votes, they're going to and winning Super Bowls, whereas these guys are all they do. They just get there one time, and it's like, yeah, all right, now they're an MVP, and it 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 doesn't feel right compared. Or now they're a Hall of Famer. It doesn't feel right compared to some of those others who have like that huge body of work. But I I don't know if it's totally fair to knock them for that because. Uh, you know there have been plenty of guys who've gone in the Hall of Fame that are even worse, like Joe Namath. Like he's the one where it's ridiculous. Oh, that that, that one's absurd.
1: He has more interceptions than touchdowns. <laughs>
0: yeah, he's he a, a losing a, He
2: record. gets in the Hall of
1: Fame because he made one guaranteed pick. <laughs> he, he called it correctly.
0: <laughs> yeah, so exactly. And I, I think that winning a Super Bowl is is huge for a lot of voters. <laughs> so we'll see if that actually um, plays in Stafford's favor down the road. But it, it feels like it, it'll be tough at this point to keep him out not necessarily first ballot but at some point
1: I think he's good I think he's a very good quarterback (laughs) and I'm glad that he 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 got out of Detroit where it was a no-win situation and he finally showed that if he was on a winning team he can win but Mm -hmm. Hall of Fame get out of here no
0: (laughs) (laughs) any other thoughts on the the game itself or looking ahead
1: not really <laughs>
0: okay yeah I feel like we, we covered enough uh let, let's talk about the halftime show so la or not last week two weeks ago when we recorded our last episode afterwards we were looking ahead to this one you were like are you even excited about the halftime show and I'm like yeah I'm excited Snoop Dogg Dr. Dre Eminem Mary J Blige Kendrick Lamar that sounds awesome so I guess I, I ended up really loving this so I'm curious what are your thoughts on it now that you actually saw it
1: I actually <laughs> believe it or not I actually kind of I kind of liked it. Yeah, it was now. Yeah, this also drove me nuts. That everyone would say, "Oh, greatest halftime show ever!" Like, all right, like
0: yeah, that down. that was over the top. That, yep. That's
1: what annoyed me. But did I like uh-huh. it? Yeah, it was. Act- I actually did like it. I thought so. The the things I liked the most. I thought Dr. Dre and Snoop. I thought I thought those guys are great. I wish they. Yeah,
0: big big fans of both of them.
1: Yeah, I, I when they did uh, still Dre and uh next uh next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those those ones, yeah, those were great. And then even though 50, 50 cent, okay, like yeah, he he was a little <laughs> slow uh, or definitely past his prime. It was still kind of cool to see him
0: for that few minutes doing in the I club. I loved seeing 50 cent. I didn't know he was going to be there. So, yeah. so uh I know a lot of people associate like me and Halloween with Guy Fieri, but before I dress as Guy Fieri, I wore a pimp suit, and yeah, I love mother, that pimp mother, suit. I still have it.
1: Mother effing P-I-M-P.
0: Yeah, they, they, like, that pimp suit was partially inspired by P-I-M-P by 50 Cent, so he'll always hold a special place in my heart. It was kind of sad to see him twice his weight yeah, back in the <laughs> where, day. But, he's you know, a he's, like he said, he's, definitely, he's He was one who you could tell he's not the, the same rapper he was 20 the, years ago. The
1: thing but. was, uh, I think Dr. J and Snoop were the best. But I think I think Fifty Cent and Eminem. I like Eminem a lot. Uh, like of all the people there, he's my favorite. But Fifty Cent and Eminem, those guys were kind of like, yeah, not great. But it was cool to see them, right? You know what I mean? Like, it was cool to see them, oh, yeah. Do sure. their hit, their number one hit song because I think yeah, Lose Yourself. I think, I think in the club. I think in the club for Fifty Cent and Lose Yourself yep. for Eminem. Those are their number one hit songs. Uh, I but yeah, like at least 50 Cent tried, even though you could tell he was a little bit slow. But I think Eminem, it was more of the back track or what, or was it lip syncing? Not lip syncing, but I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think Eminem was great, but it was cool to see him, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, lo- lose yourself. I think would have been a uh, like that felt like it would have been better. In the beginning mm-hmm. or at the end, instead of just being kind of like buried in the middle, I thought that was mm-hmm. like a weird time to do yeah. that song. Yeah,
1: but, I agree, I agree with that. Um, and yeah, then I mean, I, <laughs> and then who who else oh, was there? On. Oh, Mary Mary J Blige. Mary J Blige. She was okay. Uh, I, I
0: I yeah. So go I go love ahead. Family Affair. I think it's such a great song. But I I I, I didn't. I don't know. I, I thought it was you're right. I thought it was okay. I I think that it was uh, it wasn't as great. Live as it is when I'm like listening to it
1: on, yeah cause I listened to that you know. song afterwards I was like I do like this song but then yeah, yeah seemed, I think it's a great song I think it's a great song too but uh seeing it live there yeah she was okay it wasn't mm. wasn't great um and then Kendrick Lamar I Kendrick. wish she did a so people like Kendrick Lamar more than I do I don't think like oh he's trash no I, I I like some of his songs but I wish I wish she did other I wish she picked other choices um than what he did. Yeah, I mean, he he
0: started to do Mad City, Mm -hmm. but... He didn't really. He like couldn't do much. You know, it was like there there were a lot of restrictions. With that's what I was those, just about to say. The thing with Kendrick Lamar
1: is just that I was just thinking. what are my favorite ones, like, oh wait, he can't do ADHD because that one is basically. There's you have to block out every word in that song. Oh, I know. It, it
0: was. It, it was like it definitely took away a little. Bit. All the stars they were struggling. All,
1: all the stars would have yeah. been a good choice because that's one I like, and there's yeah. really no, uh, not too many restrictions in that song. So
0: no i was I was really curious if um anyone would like slip up and say something that they weren't supposed to, but they they definitely did a good job with that yeah. which I'm sure is tough you know, especially when you're rapping where you're like you have that flow that going. was a concern I had too cause right, cause I been doing when it for Travis, two decades like, I
1: remember when Travis Scott was in the maroon five one they yeah. had to block out <laughs> so many <laughs> so many words uh-huh. that he he was uh rapping to and
0: yeah uh, i mean they they're all veterans that were i think I think so it
1: I, was overall. I think overall it was good, but not like oh best one ever. No, but No, I, I still I, think I, overall has I unbeat, liked it. But I, I yeah, wish no, uh, I think
0: it was enjoyable.
1: Yeah. I, I liked I think I think Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg carried it. I think they were yeah, the and best. I, that's
0: that's totally fair to say. Yeah. Uh, I mean I, it was one of those things where it's like I, I did mean to go back and watch it and see like what I thought of it now versus when I was watching it live because mm-hmm. I, I, I was it woke me up a little, yeah, but again I yeah, was in a bec- I was in a when, very impressionable state, so
1: because when uh when 50 cent and Eminem did did their parts in the moment I'm like oh wow 50 cent is here what? and then Eminem yeah, right? oh he's doing uh-huh. lose yourself so in the moment I was like oh, yeah, I I did like this is it great. but uh-huh. yeah looking back on it rewatching again like yeah they're definitely past their prime those two guys specifically
2: yeah. uh
0: huh um no it was so cool to see that i think they did a great job with the production which mm-hmm. i think also played a role where we with the did you see the the commercial they did like the hype video introducing it so pepsi dropped that a few weeks ago and i i thought that was so cool how they did it and they definitely spent a lot of money on the the theatrics and i think that was a big thing where it's like you can kind of overlook some of the performances because like oh look at all this big spectacle going on i think that also helped play uh yeah a role I, I, like at everyone first, loving it.
1: But at first I thought it was ridiculous, but then as the show went on, I'm like huh, this is actually kind of a cool setup that they did here. Yeah,
0: no, I, I think they did a great job with it. And it's yeah. just like I, having like all of them perform together. I think that that made I, it really cool.
1: I think another reason why I liked it is my expectations are so low now that if you just give me any sort of positive uh performance, then I'll then I'll like it because
0: yeah, my, no, I, my I totally
1: got that the bar is so low for me now that I, I said uh, this last year and I'm going to say it every year as long as you're better than black eyed peas in maroon five I'll take yep,
2: it yep <laughs> yep that's all
0: you need I know and and it. there have been much worse ones in recent years than than great ones so I think you know like the, yeah there the, the are more Shakira bad ones than good and, ones uh, I
1: feel like if I if, yeah. if I were to do a list of which ones I like and didn't like I feel like I would have a longer list of ones I didn't like than liked.
0: Yeah. Shakira and JLo was one where it was like, I really liked it, but it was more just compared to other ones where it's like, oh, yeah, they they, they did some cool That's things. That's a good on the point, stage, too, because you, you
1: and Ben talked endlessly about it. And uh-huh. part of me is like, I didn't really care for it. But then then I'm thinking to myself, it's like, well, it was better than one, the one last year. So yeah, I'll yeah. take it.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. yep. And I think that, yeah, that is the bar. Even last year, like, I was really excited for the weekend. and Yeah, I, I thought his I was, thought was very, okay.
1: very forgettable but mm-hmm. it was better than the other two so i'll so i'll take sure. it and yeah. he did <laughs> yeah his was not great it, it, uh, uh, this year's was definitely better than last year's the, the weekends but uh yep. so yeah i think overall it was, it was pretty good yeah
0: any thoughts on eminem kneeling
1: I'm not into politics now. <laughs> I can't. I can't even go no, into politics, even if it's enters sports. Uh, I can. No, really...
2: I
0: mean, the, the NFL said they knew that was going to happen. I, I felt like that's it's, it's been made way too big of a deal. I mean, I it, agree. it was it was during a show. It wasn't during the anthem. Like, why? Do, why does it matter? Uh, I don't think true. it doesn't show, matter. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, there are definitely some ridiculous takes that have have come out of this halftime show, which is absolutely to be expected. Uh, you know, as unfortunate as that could be, but. Anyway, I think that's enough on the halftime show. Let's and kind of move on from the game a little, and let's go back in time, and let's talk about NFL Honors on Thursday night. So did you actually watch it live?
1: No, I didn't watch it
0: live, no. Yeah, I didn't either. Cause, so I um I had to go to the airport on Thursday night, so I I wasn't really able to watch it live, but... I I did get to see some of the videos and you know things that Michael Keegan-Key was doing. It seems like he he's awesome. So he's I one did of my I did see Canadian, one uh so.
1: video of uh, like looking back on the highlights of uh uh-huh. of the show. I I saw that I don't remember the exact wording of the joke, but I uh Michael uh Key uh he was talk he was next to Josh Allen. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and Josh Allen uh, it it, was, it had to do with the, the game versus the The coin tossing yeah. over
0: time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I forget exactly what he said, but Yeah, I, I forgot he, what
1: exactly he exactly said too, but I remember that being funny.
0: hmm Yeah, that that was that was good. There were uh yeah, I mean uh, there were some some interesting moments in this one. I, I think for the most part, there weren't really any surprises. Like I That's kind of why I didn't Bastion- really watch it. Uh huh. No, in mean, every every award, like you kind of knew it was gonna happen. Uh, you know, I obviously very glad that T.J. Watt finally got Defensive Player of the Year. Part of was like, are they gonna find a way to give it to someone else? I mean, he literally set the sack record. You know, tied Michael Strahan, so it felt like he was gonna win it. Um, especially uh, you, when J.J. Watt's the one who introduces the award yeah. like that. And J.J. is like, yeah, I'm gonna bring out J.J. J. Watt, say Micah Parsons won. Like that, that was <laughs> never gonna happen.
2: Um, yeah, it, and then, it's cool.
1: It's cool that he won because I thought he, sh- he should have won last year. Mm-hmm. And and so yeah, for him to, for for him to put up the, uh, nearly identical numbers compared to last year is, is ridiculous. So it's good mm-hmm. that he won this year.
0: Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. And uh, Aaron Rodgers winning MVP like that. There were other possibilities. He was definitely the favorite. He was. I'm glad he's just w- dressed ridiculous.
1: Yeah, 39 votes to Rodgers, 10 to Brady, and one to Cup. I forgot to tell you that they gave me an MVP vote this year. No, I'm just yeah, right. I'm
2: just you're joking. The, you're the Cooper Cup guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, Rogers winning MVP that didn't surprise me, and it didn't surprise me that he spent six hours fixing his hair to make it look good for his MVP. Uh, yeah. Trophy. trophies. Like,
0: looked ridiculous. I don't know what he was going for. That that was such a horrible look. Remember, the, you, <laughs> everyone is like photoshopping yeah. him onto like Napoleon Dynamite. Like,
1: yeah, you you know that GIF uh, or GIF of uh, Nicolas Cage with the uh, the wind blowing in his in, in yeah, his face uh, and the hair his hair flowing in the, in the air. Yeah, he looked yeah. he looked like him.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> No, it was uh, that was a tough one, and then everyone's starting to dissect his his like speech that he gave and what that means. Oh, is he saying goodbye to Green Bay? Is he saying he wants to stick around? And Ian Rappaport's like, oh, it sounds like he has a really good relationship with the owner. They might work on this two-year, forty-five million-dollar extension or whatever number he threw out. I just hate um, it because that's I,
1: I just hate it because that moment is clearly his Super Bowl. Not the actual oh, yeah. Super Bowl. The winning uh, the, the the MVP. Winning the MVP, MVP is his Super Bowl. Uh-huh. You see how much how much effort he put into his wardrobe and his hair and all that. Just like, dude,
0: come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's... Yeah. I'm not... I'm not a fan of him at this point. I don't know what's going to happen if he's sticking in Green Bay, going anywhere else, but it's... Uh, I mean, I'm sure you'd be ecstatic if, to be if, he went to,
1: if he went to Pittsburgh, though,
0: right? It's one of, it depends on how that goes. It's one of those <laughs> things where, like, obviously, I'll be happy with him as a Steelers quarterback, but it, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, Super Bowl favorite. Just because you bring in Aaron Rodgers. Like, I'd, I'd have to. Like, hold I said, I'd feel the same that. way for then...
1: the Patriots. Like, yeah, would I take him over Matt Jones? Like, yeah, sure, absolutely.
0: <laughs> but... Yeah, it's not like the box bring in Brady where it's like, wow, we're relevant. Yay. It's, right. The Steelers don't like need Aaron Rodgers. Like, our to be teams are,
1: are already relevant.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if, even so if they lost
1: their the star Hall of Fame quarterbacks, like, they're yeah, still relevant. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. So that's 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 part of the mindset as well when it comes to Rodgers where it's like, can they build a team around him that's actually going to be like a legit Super Bowl contender or is it just and, they, be... and they would
1: have to give up a lot also. Exactly.
0: And that that's part of it, like because you, you don't want to mortgage your future for a guy to come in and just lose in the first round and walk yeah. out and everyone hates him like that. You know, that, that's not what I want. So, um, yeah, the idea of Aaron Rodgers coming to Pittsburgh has certainly faded since uh, the <laughs> beginning of the year. But uh, again, I guess I'd rather him come to Pittsburgh than Cleveland. But at, at the same time, if he's just gonna bottom out in Cleveland, then that sounds even better. So um, yeah, outside of that, I, I don't know. Micah Parsons, Jamar Chase, those are both obvious. Yeah, the, the, Joe Burrow is maybe the yeah, yeah
1: offense and offense and defense rookie of the years were no surprise. Like, Chase, and yeah, Parsons Joe Burrow
0: definitely. was the most toss up. That guess, was probably the biggest the surprise. Player. Because Dak uh-huh.
1: could have won it. I think it should have gone to Burrow. Just because yeah. of how, okay, they both had gruesome injuries, but I think Burrow had a better year than Dak, so I think. Yeah, which I think, I, he, I think
0: that's how it should be. It's yeah, not what I did think, you come back from, it's how did you come back from it.
1: Exactly, yeah, and so I, that's why I'm, I'm glad Burrow won the award. Even though I thought for a long time it would be Dak, but the way the mm-hmm. the last month of the season went for for Burrow, I, I I think I think he deserved the award, so I'm glad he got that. And even though Cup didn't win MVP, he def, I'm glad he got Offensive Player of the Year. Like you said, best receiver, best best season from a receiver probably ever. Uh, especially yep. when you factor in yep. the Super Bowl and yeah, the playoffs, and then the Super Bowl MVP. So
0: it, it definitely made sense for yeah. Um,
1: and then what are some yeah. other the other oh Coach of the Year Mike Vrabel he deserved that award.
0: Oh, I didn't even—I totally forgot who won that. But yeah, I—I I think that we both were under the impression that Frable should have won. Just how yeah. decimated the Titans were, and yeah, you know, the, it,
1: for for the Titans to be a one seed—that's that's, that's uh, a total credit to Frable, especially with how many players that they were missing throughout the year.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, overall, no no complaints for me about NFL honors. It's just yeah, I whatever. don't have. I don't really have any complaints.
1: And like, oh, this. Guy I do think got it. it's
0: smart of them to have it on a Thursday night instead of a Saturday night. I think. Yeah, it's I agree easy. with I, that. I don't know what the numbers were like, but I would assume more viewers would tune in on a Thursday. I think
1: it's awkward uh, to have it the day before the Super Bowl, so I'm glad yeah. that they it's moved to Thursday.
0: Not that I watched, but
1: but no, I, think I know makes, I, I, I think it makes yeah. more sense that it's on a Thursday.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I would have tried to tune in if I was able to, but yeah, you know, in theory, next year I'll be able to. So. I I um, guess I
1: would have tuned in if there was an award that. So if so, for MVP, for example, I I I I felt like it was going to go to Rogers. That's why I didn't yeah. even tune in because it's like, uh, if it were a closer neck and neck thing, the see the thing is I think it should have been a closer vote between Rogers, Brady, and Cup, but I knew it wasn't going to go to them. I knew it was going to go to Rogers, and the voting showed it. Yeah. The thirty nine of the fifty voters picked Aaron. So. Which is how I felt it would be. Um, but I think it, no, I think no, it I, should I think have been closer, but I knew it would be lopsided.
0: I think it's fair to say that it should have been closer, but it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like that happens a lot, where, okay, maybe statistically you're like, yeah, this guy's number one, this guy's number two, it's not a big drop-off, but you're only voting for number one. It's not like you're handing out second, third, fourth, fifth place votes. That's true, so, yeah. That's just kind of naturally how it's going to That's a good go point. Or, most of the people are going to lean one way over the other i didn't, so. I didn't
1: think about that I, f- I think in other sports it's different where is it baseball
0: where mm-hmm. you can vote baseball, first, they can... vote like 10 guys <laughs> <laughs> something crazy i don't know maybe i don't know if it's that that deep but like if you look on baseball reference you see oh yeah this person came in eighth in mvp voting that year like okay <laughs> um yeah so that, that's definitely how they do it there but I don't know about the other ones. Um I th- actually well no cuz I know Steph Curry was the first unanimous MVP but I don't know if that meant that there were like other you know mm-hmm. second, third, fourth place votes whatever. Um yeah, I mean I, I I would have tuned in for TJ Watt. I was satisfied just seeing on Twitter everything. That was good enough for me. But yeah, we'll we'll see like I said if I can tune into NFL Honors next year, I'll probably think about it. And <laughs> um all right. So that'll uh, that'll be it. Just a quick pause from football. The NBA trade deadline was last week. There was a lot of action. I think uh, one of the more exciting trade deadlines we've seen in a while. So I don't want to spend too much time breaking down individual trades, but let's just kind of focus on our biggest winners and biggest losers. So you want to throw out a biggest winner. We can keep going back and forth on this.
1: Yeah, I got two winners and this is going to sound stupid because they were both involved in the same trade, but I think the Sixers and Nets both improved from the deadline. Now, we can debate long term or short short term or long term how, how it'll all work out and whether if this helps them win a championship or not. But in terms of it, did they get better or not, I think both teams got better because from the Sixers standpoint, yes, they gave up a lot. But okay, they didn't even have Ben Simmons. Like he wasn't even playing. And Joel Embiid's having an MVP season. And now they just add James Harden. And James Harden, who's probably going to try now, <laughs> James Harden is yeah, probably right. going to be bought in and not, uh, and, and at least care about uh, uh, how, how the team is doing. And so when you have an invested Harden with uh, Embiid, who, who's having an MVP season, then that makes the Sixers a threat. And then from the Nets standpoint, Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm obviously I'm, I'm gonna hate the Nets big time with Kyrie and Simmons on the same. The fact that those two are on the same team is just uh, pretty amazing. That both those guys, just two of my least favorite players ever, are on the same team now. Yeah, right. But, you
0: already hated them enough, and now yeah, they, I hated them enough. They now they're on the same team. Simmons. Great. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, it's it just yeah, it's tough. No, I I, I totally understand that. Yeah, um, but but again, that being they, said, they're better
1: with with yeah. that. That being said, they're better because even though... Now, I, Harden is a better player than Simmons. I, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, Harden's definitely a better uh, player than Simmons, but I think Simmons is a better fit than Harden because with Durant and Kyrie, you already have enough scores. You don't need mm-hmm. more There's scores. only one you, ball. Need, you need more help on defense with size and rebounding and guys who can spread the ball around. And I think if you get a... Again, another player who needs to be fully invested. If you get a fully invested Ben Simmons, I think he's a great fit uh, with that team specifically. Absolutely. So I
0: mean, he's an elite defender. He's He won't have to play point guard at least on away games with Kyrie there. We'll see what he has to do with the home games. But I do think that I, I totally agree with you that uh, I think both these teams got better. And it's, uh, you know, it's huge for both the Sixers and the Nets, and really for James Harden and Ben Simmons individually, because they were both in situations that they clearly didn't want to be in, through if, no fault of their own. But yeah, still. so
1: I think I think both those teams are winners at the deadline. Now, if you ask me, who does this help more championship-wise? I say Brooklyn, because yeah, I think. I I don't take James Harden seriously. I think he's such a loser. Even though he's a top five player he, in the league, he's he has he's a bad just, track record in the he's playoffs. Such a bad playoff track record that I just can't take him seriously. No matter how good his situation is, and then but with the Nets, like I said, they don't need more scoring. They need more defense and other other parts of the game rather than score. They have two of the most elite scores. They have the most. They have the number one elite score in the league, and then Kyrie when he's Uh, healthy and trying and invested he's a he's on the
0: court on the court on the court in in the team facility yeah in the the area where he's playing the game yeah exactly
1: uh Uh, he he's also great
0: when he's out there (laughs) no and I, i i agree with that i think it's i think in terms of this year it's tough with Brooklyn right now being like at the eight line. That's crazy. I that think it's gonna it's gonna make their oh, I know, I know, I, I did not think that would happen. That that's the that's the one thing I have where it's like Philly is just higher in the standings, but I do think that Brooklyn, if they can kinda get it together, like mm-hmm. their team should have the better chance. Um, yeah. you know, it's just so, a matter of are they too far in the hole.
1: Yeah, so even though I think both are winners, if you ask me to pick between the two, I would say Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's fair, uh, especially with James Harden. He tried to opt into his contract for next year because he's a player option, but apparently he didn't file the paperwork in time. So <laughs> he can still do it in June, but you know he he's already bailed on two teams in the last year. So who's to say things won't go as smoothly in Philly as they thought? So yeah,
1: especially when you have. Uh- I I I like Embiid a lot. He's definitely a great personality, especially with that tweet. He, <laughs> that was
0: awesome. Oh when, yeah,
2: yeah, uh-huh.
1: <laughs> that was perfect. But even though he's a great personality, he and even though I hated what Simmons did more at the end of last year, Embiid and Doc didn't handle that perfectly. Uh, in, no, after that game seven loss to Atlanta, I didn't think those guys handled it perfectly. Even though I was more on their side than Simmons. Yeah, well,
0: in the immediate aftermath, they said what they were really thinking, and then they tried to walk back on it to yeah. just increase Ben Simmons' trade value. And uh, you know, it's obvious that they were just saying words for no reason. You know, things yeah. that they didn't actually mean. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah i mean i that, that it was one of those trades where it made perfect sense on paper but it just seemed crazy to think it would actually happen um just you know with the hard i thought it was a matter of time
1: I- it, it just got it it just kept getting brought up in the news to the point where like this is actually gonna happen a lot. And, it, and it makes so much Ooh. sense for both teams uh-huh. for, it to, for yeah. it to go through so that's why i wasn't surprised uh that it happened uh, But but it it's still a big trade though still like wow
0: yeah, is, I know. It's, well, it's, it's more trade. like a, wow, it actually happened. It's one of those, like, it should happen, yeah, happened, like you, but, like, there's yeah, so many... You know,
1: exactly. It's it's one of those things yeah. where it's like, all right, you you kind of have an idea that this is going to happen, but when, it, when the moment hits, it's like, wow, this is big. Like, this is yeah, still crazy. for
0: sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I think in terms of other big winners, so one that I was not expecting to say, the New Orleans Pelicans bringing in CJ McCollum. I, I really like that trade for the Pelicans, just getting another scorer to pair with Brandon Ingram. They, they've they been looking for that guard since the offseason. They tried to get I, Kyle Lowry. didn't work out. Uh, that's a good... A lot that's of a, it really...
1: That's a good... Yeah. that you brought that up. Yeah, that, that McCollum definitely can help them. And they yeah.
0: didn't have to give up a ton to bring him in, which is a big part of it as well. Whereas, like, Portland is just... I don't know what they... Who were, do they give up? Josh Hart? Josh yeah. Hart and uh, their first-round pick.
1: Okay, yeah. Like, that's that's totally fine. Uh, especially uh-huh. when first-round picks... When Whenever I hear first-round picks... It's like, oh, my God, they have to give up a first-rounder. But then when you realize it's the NBA, like, pff, oh, they have to give up so for a first-round pick. That who cares? Yeah. yeah.
0: Right? It's And it's it's top-four protected, too. Yeah. So if yeah. they if they don't make the playoffs and end up in the lottery and end mm-hmm. up winning the lottery, then it, it doesn't matter. Otherwise, they're looking to give up, like, the 11th pick. Like, mm-hmm. a, you know, it, it could be something big. But realistically, this is one where long-term, you want to make Zion Williamson happy. And Zion has I think you should do it. He has to get in He shape. has to get healthy. He has to get in shape. He has to get on the court. But for a New lot, lot right of now, uh,
1: upside, if Zion can get healthy and get in shape, uh, and then when you factor yeah. in him with Ingram and McCollum and others, yeah,
0: yeah, very much should get into the play in tournament at this point. And long term, McCollum's under contract, Zion's under contract, Ingram's under contract, like the Pelicans, this should be the kind of move that helps make them legitimate contenders yeah Uh, you know it's it's been tough I've been wanting David Griffin out for a while like it's it feels like he's really blown a lot of things uh you know compared to what the expectations were when Zion was drafted but I um I'm I'm optimistic for the Pelicans at this point so outside of them in terms of uh big winners I, I don't really have anyone that like is really notable um. So I guess I'm I'm fine shifting to to biggest losers at this point. So
1: yeah, I got I got two losers. Um. Yeah. You. It's probably on your list too, but I'll say both of them anyway. The first loser. I have a few. I got the Lakers. Yeah, you, yes, absolutely. <laughs> With the, I okay yeah I was definitely wrong about how good the Lakers would be. I thought they'd be one of the top. Now I didn't think to would go to the finals, but okay, LeBron. Anthony Davis, Westbrook. Now we, everyone questioned their fit, and it's totally, totally viable to question the fit. But those guys, on talent alone, should win fifty games. Uh, it's yeah, absurd that right. they have a losing record. Right. If, if you had a starting lineup of LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook and then us two just sitting in the corner uh, waiting for the corner three and huffing and puffing down the court, <laughs> even with us two liabilities, that should still be, those other three guys just are still good enough to get 50 wins.
0: <laughs> they should be. I know it is. I I did question the fit as well. I thought it was going to be, I didn't, I didn't think it would be great, but I, I agree with you. I thought they would still be a playoff team, and I was like, even in the worst case scenario, they'll find a way to make a trade at the deadline to mix things up, and they just couldn't do it. So yeah, and, and now here it's, they are.
1: Now it looks, yeah. it looks bad because LeBron. LeBron's yeah. still great of the, the between the three of them. He's no, he's had an
0: awesome he, season. Yeah, he's still I'll, great, even though he's thirty-seven.
1: That. But Russell Westbrook <laughs> sucks so bad this year. Way
0: too many shots, or he's just throwing yeah. it off the backboard. Like, and then it's, Anthony it's, Davis. It's sad.
1: Anthony Davis has not been that great this year either. Uh, and then so everyone's blaming Westbrook, rightfully so, for how bad he's been. But then that that game where he's not. He wasn't in the lineup, right? When they face Portland, the Portland Trailblazers B team without Lillard and McCollum, and they mm-hmm. still lose like, with yep. with LeBron and Anthony Davis out there. It's just like, wow, it's it's a mess. There, it's really really bad. There. Yeah, I still think oh, they'll I be know. in the. I still think they'll be in the playoffs. They'll probably be in the play-in tournament though.
0: Yeah, I, I mean they were in the be- play-in last year and it was easy to be like, oh, they're gonna beat the Suns anyway, and then Anthony Davis gets hurt and they just fall apart. And mm-hmm. no one can rely on Davis to stay healthy. He was incredible in the bubble, and that's been a, a factor, you know, you know, his ability to stay on the court ever since then. So yeah, yeah things are not looking great for the Lakers right now. Yeah, I think so. the the Eastern Conference equivalent to me in terms of biggest loser uh for not doing anything at the deadline would be the New York Knicks, who after last season being the 4 seed and like uh, i i thought they were going to take a step backward but they i didn't necessarily think they were going to fall like as as hard as they did where they're like well outside of the playoffs at this <laughs> point and it, it felt like if they, they made a move they, they could still get in still make things work but they they're also disappointing maybe not as disappointing as the lakers uh you know just with their expectations but Um, You know, for their their fans to, like, feel like the Knicks are, like, on the verge of finally getting back together and, you know, being, like, a contender, I think it's uh, disappointing for them to walk away also having not made any moves to improve the team.
1: The other loser I had was Dallas, and they traded Porzingis. I know Porzingis is Pre-Spencer Dinwiddie. How does that help? (laughs) I know Porzingis is not healthy, but— Spencer Dinwiddie, I know, I know he's a he's a pretty good guard, but I, I don't, I don't, I didn't love that trade. I, I didn't, I didn't, yeah.
0: I, I know it was I, it was a weird one. I didn't know how to react to it though because Porzingis is, his name has been in trade rumors for a really long time now, so I was like very uh, like just I was wondering what was going to happen. With I him. just thought like, I was is an un- he actually be moved. I just
1: didn't think it was and, a, a great return. I'm not saying it was bad to yeah. trade him. No, I I'm, agree I'm, with that. I'm I'm fine with he's the the Dinwiddie. idea of trading him because it it wasn't working in Dallas and he hasn't been that mm-hmm. healthy. But I I didn't love the return. Especially, yeah.
0: I mean, Jalen Brunson has been a solid point guard, and this feels like they're just not expecting to be able to retain him in free agency. So, but like I don't know, Dinwiddie, he's he's never really proven to be anything more than like a capable, a decent six depth man player. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: I, I I didn't get, I didn't I didn't like that move. And he's
0: being paid like a. Starting point guard. I think he's making like twenty something million a year, right? Yeah, For... and
1: and they already have a legendary max player point at, at point guard. So I don't. Yeah, I didn't get that move. Um, so that's the other loser I had on my list.
0: So I I think an even bigger like. Questionable move was uh, made by the Sacramento Kings trading Tyrese Halliburton for Demontis Sabonis. <laughs> Demontis
1: Sabonis, yeah, yeah,
2: that was, yeah, and that's that- one of
0: those where you know what in a in a vacuum trading a young solid prospect guard and Tyrese Halliburton for an all star and Demontis Sabonis. It's hard to question. But when you're the Sacramento Kings, you haven't made the playoffs in fifteen years, and you have a guy who not only is considered one of the best prospects in the league, like super high ceiling. Everyone's really excited about him. Like you nailed that draft pick, twelfth overall in 2020, to trade him for a like a offense only center who you only have for two years under contract before he's a free agent, just for what, to make the play in tournament, maybe get a seven or eight seed and just lose to the sons of the Warriors in the first round. I forgot about
1: it, it that move feels... because it wasn't on the deadline. It <laughs> like, happened on they... Tuesday, I know. Yeah. It was it one happened... of those where
0: I saw it. I was like, what are they doing? Why would yeah. they do that? Like I didn't like... they have De'Aaron Fox on a huge contract. He made way more sense for them to trade, keep Halliburton and Davion Mitchell as your backcourt of the future and try to build something without just mortgaging your future for what gain? Like, what What are they really getting out of this? I think that's I didn't, why I didn't it's such like a that move. move. No, yeah. no. I thought that was a really bad move. And, you know, I think it's... I don't know if it's fair to call the Pacers a huge winner just because their season's been tough. And, you know, Halliburton is one of those where it's still, like... It is a lot of potential that we're going off in this case. I do think he's going to be a really solid point guard for the Pacers based on what we've seen the last year and a half. But it, it felt like it was a, a worse move for the Kings than it was for Indiana. Oh, for and sure. Then, I guess in terms, or like a worse move for the Kings than like a great move for the. Bersers.
1: Yeah, I know so, what you
2: meant.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the Trailblazers, I I don't really know what they're doing. Like they're throwing away this season, but they're still thinking that they're gonna retain just Lillard. Use yeah, they're gonna keep him around. Like I I don't know. Maybe they just, they traded, can, they just you,
1: traded his sidekick or his you know, yeah, the other best player I, on the team. But, the
0: uh, the uh, idea is that they're gonna be like super active in free agency or whatever, try to bring you know to use, bring, like, some to of bring, in, to bring people
1: into Portland.
0: <laughs> yeah, not, right. I mean that yeah, what it feels what kind feels of market is Portland? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they have in mind, but it's one of those things where someone's like, I wanna play with Damian Lillard. He should come to me. I'm not going to him in Portland. No, I, it's it's uh, the other
1: way around. It's at some point, Lillard is going to want to leave, rightfully so, mm-hmm. and then they're going to be one of the top teams in the lottery the year after.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm not not loving what the Trailblazers are doing. It could look silly if they actually are able to make some big moves to become a contender, but it, it just doesn't feel like there's a, a good chance for them to do that. And even they're, them, if they want to rebuild, they didn't get any value when they were selling off these picks. They are just like, give us expiring contracts. That's all we care about. We'll take... A first rounder here and there, but they they weren't getting like a ton of great assets out of these trades, is what it felt like as well. So, like I said with the Pelicans, where it didn't feel like the Pelicans gave up much to get McCollum. So,
1: one thing to mention, not as a winner or a loser, but how'd you feel about? Well, we kind of talked about this already, but how'd you feel about the Celtics? Trade True.
0: I, we were about to totally overlook the Celtics. I'm glad <laughs> you brought them up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to wait and see if you threw them out as a biggest winner, a biggest loser. I, I don't think they fit in any category. Yeah, I didn't think
1: they fit into either winner or loser. I, did I think like they the, got better. Yeah, like, I think I think they got better. I, I think don't know how much quite, better. Yeah, exactly. Like I think they got better, but I don't know how much better. Now they're they're on a roll right now, mm-hmm. but that certainly could they're turn quite them out.
0: They seem solid. I like that trade a lot. But, yeah, I like the I, mean, it,
1: I like the, the Derek White trade. I I think I think he's I think he's a good two way player. Competes mm-hmm. he's, similar he, to Marcus Smart. Yeah, but, except except uh, not as <laughs> uh, painful to watch. You know what's funny about that yeah. trade is that I've said a lot of times that you're never going to win a championship if Marcus Smart is your third best player. Now I can say you're never going to win a championship if Marcus Smart is your fourth best player. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that, that's that's still true, and that that's part of it. Where it's like it's it's also hard to say the Celtics are the biggest winner, even though they got better, or like e- yeah, even though they winner, got better because Brooklyn is
1: and like Philly are
0: they a lot both better got, and yeah, and you still have teams like Miami, Chicago, uh, Milwaukee, like those teams all are still above the Celtics. So yep. it's like okay, maybe they avoid the play in tournament, but um, yeah, I mean it, it doesn't feel like they still
1: they they, they still yeah. they they have a thin roster now. It's really like Mm -hmm. an eight man rotation. Maybe nine when Tice starts playing, but
0: yeah. So you weren't a fan of Daniel Tice coming in. So I liked, I liked uh, him
1: when he came in as that random free agent from Germany. I liked him when he was a total, uh, like nobody like, wow, this guy actually is a pretty good player, but now, but now it's too crazy where like Brad Stevens just loves Daniel Tice. And I, and they gave up Schroeder for, they gave up Schroeder and a couple other assets. I know it's, I know Cantor's not really uh, that much of an asset, but it's like.
0: No, I, I think think don't know. Tice like, think is an upgrade over freedom. So <laughs> it's I, weird, it's weird saying that instead yeah. of uh, yeah. Yeah, Cantor, no, yeah. yeah, he's an upgrade yeah. over NS Cantor Freedom, whatever his, his full name is. But yeah. Schroeder was someone, I think Derek no, White No, like Schroeder, to I totally fine trade. I would have rather him been in the San Antonio trade than Josh Richardson, mm-hmm. but I don't think it would have worked. Financially, because of White's contract, yeah, they they're so. still
1: missing some shooting, and they still don't have a true yeah, point guard. Richardson
0: is tough for that. They don't have uh-huh. a,
1: yeah, and they don't have a true point guard unless if you count Pritchard, <laughs> but he only plays like ten minutes a game, and so yeah, yeah, they're still missing a true point guard, and they still don't really have that great of shooting. Now, Derek White's a pretty he's 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 a pretty good shooter. He's not yeah, he's, he's not, solid, he's not great. He's, great he's, defender, he's solid, solid yeah. two
0: way. Yeah, Solid I like shooter, that trade more than the player. Tice
1: trade. I I liked Tice originally, but like bringing him back, it's like, all right, what is this obsession with Daniel Tice? Like he's decent, but he's not—he's <laughs> not the centerpiece or anything. But
0: no, and I—I I think if he plays more of a limited role, then I think he can. The word my dad uses tenacity, and I, I like that. I think that's that's what you're hoping for with him. He's someone who can come off the bench, get you some rebounds, maybe get you a little scoring, it, play some it, solid defense, it, and just it, be an overall improvement it, on the ten- depth you had at the center position.
1: Tenacity is probably the, the most used word during NBA drafts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tenacity, yeah, going for those intangibles. athleticism, NBA body. <laughs> the yep. J. Bill is special there. Uh but yeah, no, I, right. I get I get mm-hmm. what you're saying though. Like yeah, if he mm-hmm. can come in and play what twenty minutes or so and provide uh some rebounding and some scoring, then yeah, I'm I'm sure he'll be fine. I just I just don't understand the obsession with uh like he's good, but he's not great. <laughs> he's he's fine.
0: No, I I'm I get it. I uh it is it is interesting when you bring back a player where it's like they're you know they're like a an interesting piece, whatever, but hmm. they're you know Tice doesn't fall in that category, like, oh, like we've really been missing this guy. it's like, yeah, they're cool to come back, but I get like the mixed reactions to it, where it's like, okay, you know, is he really the the missing piece? no, so it's like yeah what i I get it, you're like why why are they obsessed with him so yeah, he's a weird player to kind of fall under that category,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, overall, um, it was fine, and i'm yeah i'm I'm glad that. The Celtics' season isn't in the dumpster fire like it was a month ago <laughs> because they were uh-huh. not playing well whatsoever. But it looks like they're now. It'll be a question to see if they can advance. How far they'll advance? I I I like to think they can make the second round now, Um and not be in the maybe
0: again. Like there, there are a lot of really. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, is that they're what You mean by wait, the second round?
1: Second round, like, like just avoid the play-in tournament. Like, no, like avoid. No, like avoid the play-in or tournament. Make and it to the conference. Make semis. him actually, yeah. And, ac- Conference
0: semis, yeah. yeah.
1: That's what I meant by second. Sorry, yeah.
0: Um, I will say I think their chances are better, but I still think there are so many better teams in the East. At yeah, this the point. East,
1: it's not bad. It's just that there are no dominant teams. Like no, I, I I thought for a while a it's like, wow, the, it. the Eastern Conference st- stinks. But then I realized, like, you know what? No, it doesn't stink. It's just that there are no great teams, but there are a lot of solid teams. If that makes mm-hmm.
0: sense. Yeah, like, there there are a Chicago, lot of Chicago, Miami, that are Milwaukee.
1: Yeah. Brooklyn, Philly, Boston—like that. Those all six of those teams are either good or potentially very
2: good.
0: Yeah, and I, I think with Milwaukee, Philly, and Brooklyn kind of not being where you expect them to be in the standings, I think that's kind of what makes you have those feelings. But yeah, and, and, and there's a it, chance wouldn't that would surprise you to show up playoff time, and they're just it, as there's you know, a chance that the
1: Celtics could have a good matchup in the first round. They could get Cleveland <laughs> in the first yeah, round. Yeah, I mean, that I don't know be. what to
0: make with Cleveland. So, but I, I yeah, I get that. Cleveland. Chicago's another one where it's it's interesting to see how those pieces will come together. Play yeah, Chicago's been great this year. DeRozan,
1: DeRozan's, he's like an MVP this year. He's been awesome. Yeah, oh, he's, he's 35 uh, plus points per game in the last, I think, five games now. It's something absurd. Yeah. yeah
0: I'm all, I'm always going to be a heat hater, but I'm sure that they're <laughs> going to find a way to exceed my expectations of them.
1: Yeah. I, I, and for me, as long as it's not Brooklyn, and re- and re- and I don't like Philly, but compared to Brooklyn, if if Philly and Brooklyn met in the conference finals, give me Philly. Even though I don't like Harden, uh, I would definitely root for them over Brooklyn.
0: No, I, I'm I'm pro Brooklyn over Philly, but it, it's tough because I'm not a fan of Kyrie Irving. But it's just like I I like Kevin Durant way more. See, I like Kevin like, Durant. That's the thing. I like like I don't like you know Joel Embiid is a tough one where right? it's like I don't want to say like I hate the guy. I, I know what like you mean. He, that, I think he's somewhat likable, but like I think yeah, he's a fun personality. Fun. But
1: at the same time, uh-huh. he he does things that kind of irk you. And uh, yeah. he used to be a lot softer too uh, years ago, where he, he when he mm. goes up and down the court, it, he's like not in the best shape. But I think this year he's turned that around. He's been an MVP this year. But yeah, I do agree with you that Durant. I I do like him a lot. Now I didn't like him in Golden State, but outside of that, I still. I think he's a great player, and that uh, <laughs> that All Star uh, draft moment was pretty good too.
0: Oh, I know when he's like talking up Rudy Gobert just to avoid yeah. drafting. Oh James yeah, Harden. I'm gonna need some size
1: when you already have yeah. two true centers on your team.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and then Harden's not even gonna play in the game anyway. Yeah, so.
1: That was so. That was yeah. just perfect because, as he said, oh yeah, I'm gonna need some size. And then LeBron, he takes his clipboard. And just yeah,
0: he's just it. he's laughing. Yeah, 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 Charles Barkley. That, that moment. Same thing. That yeah.
1: moment was perfect.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, any other thoughts on the NBA trade deadline? No. Gotcha. No. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm about to. I guess we we could take like a quick little pause here. I'm uh, I'm about to post on Instagram. I was like, I from photos from this weekend so I, i've had to hold off because i was like i didn't want to compete with the super bowl on sunday night because i didn't know who would be on instagram yes there's valentine's day it's just a bunch of like couple posts i didn't want to be buried in that everyone is on it so i was like i guess tuesday i gotta go and part of me was like mm, do i push off the podcast an extra night just to not have to multitask but we're, we're doing well here so i i think that I'm, I'm at a good point here i know you're not a big instagram guy and when I say that, like you don't even have Instagram somehow, yeah. still. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean we, I think
1: I do, but someone else created it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you haven't. I always have to post um like graphics and stuff with you, like hashtag Brian, because you don't have an ad. You never oh, well, see it anyway though. That's yeah, fine. And word. like uh yeah, I don't know if it's it, it was Ben directly or the affable chat account, but uh for a while there were a lot of like hashtag brian comments on all of the posts just you know yeah just whatever um yeah but i so i feel bad saying this because like i said it's like one of two like awesome friends like uh you know, they, that should be all that matters. But I do want to try to, like, post at a time where I feel like I'm somewhat maximizing likes. Uh, and I, I didn't want to post at, like, 6 o'clock before we got on. It's like, everyone's getting home from work. They're going to dinner. They might not see this. So um, that's why. But then I'm also like, do I want to wait until, like, 9 or so? Like, when we're kind of, like, taking a break here. That almost feels a little too late because, so something you know, people in between. might. Yeah, exactly. So that's why we're doing this now. Uh, but I'm, I'm also, like, laughing a little because... So I, I thought about this earlier, um, <laughs> which I'm like, kind of like, I just need to post this now on the podcast when I, I don't have time to overthink it. But I, um, so I posted all of, or like all the pics that I took with Groomsman were like during the, um, like the cocktail hour and stuff. So it was before I had been drinking a lot. Like, you know, it, I had some drinks in my hands at this point, but it, it was it was pretty early in the night. Everyone was still kind of good to go. And it was just, like, kind of a coincidence that that was how it worked out. Like, the pics that I took with, like, the bride and the bridesmaid weren't until, like, way after, like, during the reception, post-reception. And I'm, like, you can tell, like, the difference where the ones where I'm, like, I'm fully there and the ones where I'm not. Because either I'm making, like, stupid faces or my boutonniere is completely upside down. And I'm, like, you you can tell. Like, I feel, like, a little bad about that. But I think everyone else looks good, so... Um, and, uh, I, so well, the one last thing I'll say about this. So I was going, So the, the last thing I'm posting, it was a video from the rehearsal dinner. So, um, they came out with like, it was at an Italian restaurant. They came out with like a, you know, one of those like painters holders. I don't know what it's called, but, um, you know, it, it's like a weird, like round shape, whatever. And it has like all the different colors on it so Mm -hmm. instead of like where the colors would be they had like little holes in it for gelato cones and the gelato was so good but they they brought out a ton not everybody wanted one and there was just one chocolate gelato cone left over and I was sitting right next to the groom and he sees it and he's like, oh, it's melting all over the place. Corey, you need to eat it. I'm like, I don't want to eat it though. I don't I don't want another one. I already had one. I, I had a cannoli. Like, I was good. I need more dessert. And he's like, no, you gotta eat it. It's, it's dripping all over the place. And everyone else is like, yeah, Corey, you gotta finish it. I'm like, okay. I mean, at this point I know I have to. And I'm thinking like, I don't want to get my my hands all like- Sticky? Yeah, sticky, you know, covered in chocolate. I'm wearing like a really nice shirt. So I'm like- I guess I just got to reach down and just eat it with, you know, just go hands-free. And, uh, of course, the best man pulls out his phone and starts recording. And when he did that, I was like, do I really want to do this? And, like, you can see on the video, I'm just, like, looking around, like, smiling, like, and I just go face first into it and it, it was great. I mean it it worked out well. It's like it is too funny not to post. And I was like, do I like make a comment about it or I just not say anything and see if people scroll all the way to the end because it's, it's like nine photos. Um but I the one comment I initially had drafted, so uh I guess just kind of, you know, rewinding a little. So Saturday morning, all the groomsmen went out to breakfast and most of them left before i was done i got an acai bowl have you had one before nope. do you know what an acai bowl is nope no i'm surprised my parents didn't know either so it's a, it's a bowl it's like a bunch of like fruit and stuff and uh i think acai is a berry it's kind of like a smoothie yogurty type thing and mine was frozen for some reason so it was It was kind of tough to eat because I would just get, like, a brain freeze if I tried to eat it too quickly. So everyone else left because they were done. They were done eating, done with their coffee. I was like, well, I'm not done yet. So um, me and my brother and my date, like, they, they stuck around with me. And as we were, like, as everyone was leaving, the priest walked in. And he saw us and like, we were like, yeah, we're still going to be here. I'm still not done. So he was like hanging out, sitting with us. We were just talking kind of getting to know him. Cause like, I, I kind of got to be introduced to him the night before at the, the rehearsal, but, uh, didn't really talk too much. And mm-hmm. I got sent like the photo of me, you know, with the gelato, um, you know, almost in my mouth as he was sitting there and I just started laughing and I was like, Hey Father Carlos, look what I did at the rehearsal dinner last night. <laughs> he just looks like nice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna make a comment um, about you know like how I didn't love doing that, like love eating the the last cone, but at least Father Carlos was impressed. And I I thought about it. I was like, mm, you know, priests have a kind of a tough reputation. Uh, you know, deservedly so. But like, I was like, maybe I don't want to want to do that without any context there because it makes sense to me but i'm sure a lot of people be like uh what what do you mean about that Corey?" so i just left that out so ideally people just don't scroll they see like the first couple picks and move on but i'm you know someone might and it's okay it's it's funny it needs to go out there um if someone took the time to do it but anyway i um i'm good everyone's tagged i have the the location and all that stuff i think i might as well just throw this out there i do feel a little weird that no other groomsmen has posted anything as far as i can tell Mm -hmm. um actually i follow all of them and none of them have but it's whatever maybe everyone just waiting for like i did didn't want to post on a super bowl sunday or valentine's day so anyway um yeah, I mean you follow me on Instagram, C 915 it's to throw the plug. Or more importantly, if you're listening to the podcast, follow He's Done It Pod. You know, put some pressure on Brian to to get an Instagram out there as well, which, you know, just so you can be tagged in, in the graphics, you know, like the top five graphics and stuff that I make. Right. So um what time is it? Eight oh three. All right, cool. So
1: anyway. How many likes are you at now?
0: I haven't hit share yet.
1: Well, you haven't hit shared yet, huh? Oh. <laughs> no.
0: Tell me to, and I'll do it.
1: All right, do it. It's 8.04 now.
0: You're right. And posting. I have no idea if they're even going to see it on their honeymoon right now. Part of me hopes that they don't and that they're just chilling, but all right, everything looks were good. Were they flying?
1: They were flying yesterday?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're in the Dominican Republic as well. I don't know what the yeah. Yeah, they
1: they didn't have any. They they didn't have any uh, on their flight. They had they had no one on their flight.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You saw this this the story. I know. Yeah, I I I responded to that, and I got I got some snapshots back. So like, (laughs) I I assume there there is some kind of reception there. But um, anyway. We're good. Let's jump into our top five Super Bowl commercials. We'll, we'll go back to that. We did every year we do our Super Bowl reactions episode. And, you know, it's this is one year we talked about something other than Super Bowl with the NBA trade deadline. But um, let's go ahead and. Wrap it up like we always do. Counted down our favorite commercials from Super Bowl 56 in this week's top five.
2: Not two, not three, not
0: four. Top five, top five, top five. So, I guess before going in, overall, were you impressed by the commercials this year? No, not at all. I thought they were terrible. I thought they were so tough to come up with a good list.
2: I'm
1: not even joking. I didn't think I was going to have a list. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I was
1: was surprised I came up with five. Like, I think after, so I have a top five. I do, but. Yeah. After those 5, I'm not even joking. I don't think I can come up with another one. I thought I thought this year's I think there were, I think it gets worse by the year, but I thought this year was especially bad. This year
0: was bad. No, like there were a few where I like was considering them and we'll we'll, we'll talk about some of the ones that weren't on my list, but like I don't know, yeah. I mean let, let's just get into it at at number 5 and go from there.
1: Okay. So for my number 5, I went with the BMW commercial and it starred Arnold Schwarzenegger and Salma Hayek and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger played Zeus and Salma Hayek played Hera and I thought that was kind of a cool commercial where yeah like he's in retirement but he's out golfing and then all of a sudden he yeah, gets hanging out in
2: Palm Springs yeah
1: and he's getting tripped at the golf course and all of a sudden he shows up he shows his Zeus powers by zapping him and and I think yeah, no, I,
0: he starts up the the golf cart. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and he starts up with the golf uh-huh. cart, right? And I th- I thought that was kind of an entertaining commercial, and and it's a BMW. Obviously, I like BMWs, and I yeah. And then have you bought one yet? No, but it probably. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I don't know. Still got ten more months. Yeah, I still got ten <laughs> more months. Uh, that one that one's definitely the worst, uh, the least uh, likely to happen. But fingers crossed. But yeah, yeah. BMW. Uh-huh. I like the cars, obviously, and then. We did Top 5 Mexicans one time. I put Salma Hayek on the list, and I think rightfully so. True, because you did. She's yeah. 55 years old, and she still looks amazing. So, She's 55? She's wow. 55, yeah. Salma Hayek. Yeah. She's 55, and she still looks incredible. So, yeah. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger, I was definitely a fan of as an actor uh, with some of the movies he's been in, with True Lies as my favorite, Kindergarten Cop, a few others. Yeah. I def- yeah, so... The 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 actor choices, and then the entertainment of the commercial, and then the car, uh, I feel like I had to put it in the top five, but again, <laughs> not yeah. a lot of great commercials. No,
0: I, well, there were, there were so many electric car commercials, and it, it, I think a lot of them were entertaining in different ways, but I, I also put BMW as my number five, and really the... I think like the star power of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Salma Hayek was appealing, but the ending breaking into Electric Avenue. I think that was like to me what would put this one in my top 5. Mm-hmm. That that is such a great song and I big fan of Pineapple Express, so always think about that movie whenever I hear Electric Avenue.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, the the star power definitely that def, that definitely played a a role into why I well, put there, it? There
0: were so, so many celebrities in commercials. You know, this this isn't the only one that has. Uh, yeah, but they were suble- major...
1: they were celebrities that I like. Uh, yeah, and, then, no, and I agree. the combination and... of the celebrities that I like, and then the and then the car that was in the commercial. That's why yep. that's why I put it there at five. And then so mm. for my number four, I went with Michelob Ultra. Now I think there were multiple Michelob Ultra commercials, but the one specifically that uh, I want to mention is the one with Peyton Manning where he's entering the bowling among alley,
0: many others um, yep.
1: among many others, with Jimmy Butler. And then you saw Brooks Kepka playing Brooks pool. Koepka. <laughs> yep. And then when, when Serena Williams walks in, he, he's playing pool and all of a sudden he completely misses his shot. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then, but Peyton Manning, who's always entertaining. He was great in the commercial as well. And then,
0: uh, what's Alice that? Alex Morgan was also in. Alex
1: Morgan. Right. That's what I was trying to think yeah. of. And then, uh, Electric Light Orchestra, the, the song Showdown playing in the in the commercial, that that was a great choice uh, Yeah, if you didn't know well, that was the song. Then, yeah, Showdown.
0: No, I didn't realize that was it. And, of yeah. course, Steve Buscemi, the bartender.
1: Right. Uh, Steve Buscemi as the yeah. bartender, right. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot his name. I knew, I've knew i seen him in several movies, especially Adam Sandler movies, but, yeah, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a good choice for him as the bartender. And so, yeah, I like that commercial. That was a cool one.
0: Yeah, no, it was a good one. There's another one where it's just capitalizing off celebrity you know sports figures but yeah (laughs) (laughs) another
1: another top five that I I can't get through the top five without mentioning something sports related this
0: would have been impossible to get through without mentioning sports I know (laughs) (laughs) that's true but Uh,
1: every top five though for me I get it
0: no I get it yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway my number four is Expedia and this is one I didn't catch it live but I, I watched it back. And I was, for me, I was so zoned out during the game that I couldn't focus on commercials. So I um I did a lot of research going into this one and I found this one and I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. and McGregor is like walking through what looks like just some Hollywood studio producing all the commercials and making fun of them and like how all these ads go over the top just to try to get you to buy like a crunchier chip or a lighter light beer. And in, in the end, it's like, you know are we going to look back on our lives and regret the money we didn't spend the things we didn't buy or the places we didn't go and I I like that message I thought it was good The one thing I'll say is I don't know if I'm going to be rushing to book through Expedia because of it but I do think it was it was fun the way they were um you know making fun of like all the other commercials that were going on and I I like the message in it so to me it was it was my number four for that reason
1: all right so for my number three I've I actually mentioned uh I think I mentioned E Trade last year, but this year I'm gonna mention it again and it was the E Trade commercial with the E Trade baby. And I remember long time ago they used to have the e Trade used to have the baby in all all these commercials, the talking baby, and I, I always thought they were entertaining and they brought the baby back but like, as off the grid, where in the in the commercial they show a helicopter coming in onto his, his, where he's living, where he's off the grid, and all of a sudden they're talking to him and uh, talking to E-Trade Baby, saying that we need to bring you back. And I I just thought it was a good nostalgia because I did like the E-Trade Baby commercials, and I thought it was cool that they brought him back. Uh, so that's why yeah, I... Yeah,
0: no, I I agree with that. I think it's it's fun bringing back the E-Trade Baby. Um, I guess I remember... Probably a week or two ago, I was watching Two and a Half Men, and um, Charlie and Alan. Yeah, were, like, I, I was in the couch watching. Talking. I was watching, you're you're the, watching same, the same episode? same episode. Yeah, yeah, they're on the couch, and then
1: uh, um, Alan's trying to bother him like during the football game. Like, what are you rooting for? The spread. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, <laughs> "Can we talk?" And he's like, "When's commercial?" And then when's commercial? He's like, "Yeah, sure, let's talk." And all of a sudden, wait, 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 wait. wait. Uh, i gotta watch this commercial i love this e-trade baby and then and then it's like, all yeah, right let's this talk. baby
0: trading socks uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no and I, I i i like heard that i was like oh man those were great commercials and i thought it was cool to see the baby but i'm nervous that the baby like it is is like a one-time thing like like it would be awesome if they actually do bring back the baby that's a but, good point uh, that, that's the one thing where i'm like trying to be like a little hesitant on this uh you know but in in terms of like the commercial itself i was like yeah you know it's cool nostalgia but like yeah. It's nothing like the old I'm E-Tray not working with a lot just, just 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 I know, know no, I get it I get it we are grasping <laughs> uh, at straws for a lot of these <laughs>
1: I I just love yeah I was a fan of the E Tray baby commercials I the one I loved the most was uh when he's sitting next to another guy and he, he's got like these scratch tickets and mm-hmm. he's like I got two golden crowns one more to go and then the E-Trade baby's like, you know, the odds of winning are the same as uh, being mauled by a, <laughs> a polar bear and a panda bear in the same day. And then the, then the guy's like, oh, I didn't win. And then he's like, oh, wow, you didn't win? Like, oh, I want to show you something. It's my shock face. And he just goes, what? <laughs>
0: yeah, there there's so many great E-Trade Super Bowl yeah. commercials back in the day. So, yeah, so that was my number three. Um, yeah, for sure. My number three is the Michelob Ultra commercial. Same thing you said, just oh, a lot of athletes. I mean, for me, Brooks Koepka, Peyton Manning, um, Alex Morgan, Steve Buscemi, Uh and then Jimmy, you know, Butler. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ineke Ogwemike is yeah. Jimmy Williams not. But. Jimmy Butler or my Jimmy
1: Butler. I I became a. I don't want to say I'm a like a huge fan or anything, but I I became a bigger fan of him after. Uh, this is gonna sound really stupid, but w- during the bubble. Because like he was, no, I mean he, I get it. He, he was, like the he one carried guy. The heat to yeah, the he finals. carried that team. I was like, wow, I I definitely respect uh, him and his skills. So
0: if he won, if he actually won the finals, then I would love him. But uh, I don't know, just eh. Yeah, I get but,
2: it. Yeah, no, that, again, makes, that makes that like, sense. There
0: were, there were enough people, like Peyton and Capco alone, would be enough to to sell me on that. Mm-hmm. So um, I did have this one a little higher, and I thought more about it. I was like, I mean, it just. Through some athletes that I like into a commercial, like you know, I, I do enjoy Michelob Ultra. Like I would, I would get, hey, I would drink Michelob Ultra. Then, yeah, and if, you know, I'm I, my my but.
1: my number five was BMW with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Salma Hayek. If they had two different actors or actresses that I didn't care about, or if it was a and if and if it were a different car, then like I wouldn't mm-hmm. This I'll admit, yeah, I give into the star power too. Yeah,
0: yeah. So no, I I, I I totally get it.
1: Okay, so for my number two, I went with Amazon Alexa. And I'll fully admit, this is kind of a cop-out because this commercial I saw before the Super Bowl, or like it, it, it played before. There I were saw, a few. That yeah, there were some that were before. like, all right, this was already before the Super Bowl even aired. but uh-huh. So it's kind of a cop-out, but whatever. I, I like the Amazon Alexa commercial, uh, my number two choice. It starred Scarlett Johansson who's obviously great. And in the commercial, they talked, they discussed, yeah, and Colin Jones, right. And they talked about how, what it'd be like if Amazon Alexa could hear your thoughts. And I thought that was such mm-hmm. a clever idea because, uh, because I, I, I don't like Amazon Alexa. I don't like it. it it's just, it's basically. I'm a Google
0: just, home guy, but.
1: Yeah, but it's basically like, you're just, bugging your house <laughs> and
0: yeah no i totally get it i have them and i like i i barely use them to me they're like speakers i don't really use them for anything else <laughs> but i i get it and that was the reason why i didn't put in my top five just because of the product they were advertising mm-hmm. I, I do think it's entertaining and like you said you know the, I d- yeah i just thought the thing, humor the way they did it was funny the humor of the uh-huh. idea
1: of what if Am- amazon alexa can hear your thoughts and yep. <laughs> i d- i thought i thought it was such a clever idea so that's why i had it that yeah way.
0: for sure yeah Yeah. So my number two is another commercial that was like, I don't know if, I don't know if release is the right word, but like they kind of like introduced it. We were exposed to it before and that's um, Avocados for Mexico. And I like the first time, like when I watched it without volume on, I was like, yeah, I, you know, they're at a, coliseum tailgating this is kind of entertaining and then when i actually heard some of the conversations i was like okay this is really funny so it starts off with them being like oh looks like maximus the great is back It's like oh i thought he got eaten by a lion not all of him he should be good to go and then someone yells out uh oh justin maximus the giant is dead he's like ah it's the worst tailgate ever and then they look over oh barbarians and it's like bill's mafia style jumping on a like a, a folding table at the tailgate i thought that was pretty clever And, um, yeah, just like a bunch of back and forth and stuff until the one guy was like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, I got avocados from Mexico. They're like, let's make this a party. And then they just show everyone eating various uh, meals that are avocado based. And then Mm -hmm. it cuts to Andy Richter dressed as Julius Caesar. He's like, oh, you know, avocados are great on salads, too. He's like, I love salads. I'd I'd be perfectly okay if that's what I'm known for, (laughs) which I, I thought that was pretty entertaining way to end it. Um I had a Caesar salad at the airport as well so that's kind of stands out to me. But I I thought it was I thought it was really funny. Um and another another sports one, you know, I'm a big fan of tailgating so I thought I thought it was a fun concept like tailgating outside of a coliseum 2000 years ago.
1: All right, so for my number 1 and this one I genuinely did enjoy. I mean not that I didn't enjoy the others but I actually I really enjoyed this one. It was the Lay's commercial starring Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd, and they talked about all the golden memories that they had uh, while eating the uh, <laughs> the eating Lay's chips. And it starts off with them in the road trip, uh, singing to uh, Shania Twain's "You're Still the One I Love." And then all of a sudden, it goes to them on a plane uh, crashing and uh, and eating the <laughs> Lay's bag of chips, and also breathing into the bag. And then it shows uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, Moving into like that haunted house, and and then marrying uh-huh. marrying that uh ghostly figure, I forgot I forgot the name. Of the...
0: Yeah, it was like the the grunge looking yeah. character. I just thought I yeah. thought
1: I thought that was a really entertaining commercial.
0: And so I liked it at first until that whole haunted house and like the the marriage thing. I was like I'm, I'm not a big fan of horror films, so I was like I, I don't like that they kept this whatever involved the whole time I was like yeah this this isn't for me but I totally understand it I mean Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen are hilarious so it's like one of those where like you're either gonna absolutely love it or you're gonna be like a rare person like me is like yeah I don't know it felt it was a little too off the wall for me but again (laughs) there's only so many things that you can choose from like you you had to you know it's hard to it really it really stuck out like yeah, no, it definitely suck out. It was, uh, you know, I I think that if they if they had like an alternative ending to it, I'm sure it would have been in my top five, uh, pretty high on the list. So
2: that's cool. Anyway, I, that's, that's
1: no, that yeah, I get it. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's and look. We talk about celebrities' appearances in these commercials and them being a reason to like them. And when it came down to it, I didn't want to make the Bud Light Seltzer Hard Soda with Guy Fieri my number one. But it just it made too much sense. Uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Guy Fieri. I talked about the Halloween costume thing. And just overall, I I love him, his shows he does on the Food Network, Diners, Drivers and Dives, Really great guy. So when I saw he was going to be in a commercial with Bud Light Seltzer, which is my favorite seltzer brand, I was like, yeah, I mean, uh, this is going to be in my top five. And it wasn't a shock for it to come at it, <laughs> number one for me. Overall, is it a great commercial? I don't know. Land allowed flavors. It, it's just, it was really selling Guy Fieri. Um, that being said, I did try these Bud Light Seltzer hard sodas a few years ago, or not a few years ago, a few weeks ago, and they were awesome. So. Um, uh, you know, in terms of like the selling point, they don't, they didn't need to sell me, but they absolutely would have sold me if I hadn't had them yet, just off Guy Fieri alone. And I, that's the whole point of a commercial is to get me to buy a product. So I think that, uh, they did a good enough job where they had to be my number one for that reason.
1: I mean, I'm not going to go about and buy a bag of lace chips because of that commercial, but, but yeah, I, just no, I just, I just thought for mine, it was just, it was just, uh-huh. pure, uh, just entertaining. That's all.
0: No, for sure. And that's I, I get it. There there's two different ways to look at commercials. It's like hey, did they do a good job of selling you or did they just entertain you? And yeah. most of the ones I like, they entertain me. I'm like, yeah, uh, I wouldn't uh, actually get this yeah, product, but at least enjoy them.
1: 'em. I'll admit I'm more into the entertainment aspect than the actuals selling Yeah, me.
0: which this is a tough one because there there wasn't a whole lot of like There were so many crypto.
1: Uh, crypto commercials. Oh, I know. Yeah, so right, many. the
0: the LeBron sitting on his like childhood bed talking to baby Bron, like, yeah. like all of his Instagram posts. Then there was and that one with the, uh, the the
1: the scanning
0: bar. Yeah, just, just like the screen save. This, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it just kept bouncing. QR code thing. QR code yep. thing, right. Well, so the Larry David one I thought was really funny, but that was one where I was like, I'm not really into crypto, so I was like, ah, I didn't want to put that in my top five.
1: But. Yeah, that I had the exact same opinion uh, on, the, on the Larry mm-hmm. David one. Yeah, I... and then the
0: electric Chevy Silverado one. So like off topic from crypto and one of the many car electric cars. I was like, if I had seen the Sopranos, I would have definitely been in my top five. But I haven't, I haven't yeah. watched the Sopranos. So I, I have the same opinion you know. there as
1: well. Where I I remember seeing that, it's like, man, I didn't, I didn't watch the Sopranos, so I don't really uh-huh. know this one. So no, yeah. I
0: wouldn't have got it. Like, I I only knew it what it was because it was like, oh, it's like the, the opening scene of Sopranos, right. you know, and. When uh, Tony's driving around in mm-hmm. his Chevy Suburban, so it's like, all right, yeah, that's cool, but it's just not exactly not for me.
1: Same same boat <laughs> as you. Yeah,
0: yeah. I so. li- I literally don't know what my sixth choice would be
1: because <laughs> you're naming mm-hmm. those. It's like, all right, I guess the Larry David one maybe, but like you, like I'm. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I, should I get into crypto? I mean, it's it's such a big thing now, but
0: I'm not the one who's gonna recommend it. I I don't know.
1: Yeah, I tried getting into Coinbase once and. I didn't understand it. I'll admit, I'm in that camp that has attempted but hasn't really exactly yeah. understood it, or I wish I understood it, or I wish I knew what I was doing. But I just I don't. I'm and the so same that's, way. So yeah, that's it's why just, it's a lack of understanding because I don't have a full grasp or understanding of what to do or how to use it or whatever. I haven't really gone into it as other much as other people.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I I tried getting into the meme stocks last year, and after a few days, I was like, "This is too much. I, I'm getting out. I I don't I don't know what's gonna happen with this. So, yeah. I yeah, it's it's just not for me. But
1: I'm sure my opinion. Uh, well, I'm sure my opinion could change if if I, yeah, if I got into it more. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I'm in that boat with you, where it's just like it's it's not my thing.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. Um and then I guess one one last commercial I want to talk about where I don't it's like kind of a Super Bowl commercial but it, it aired weeks before the Super Bowl so I, I didn't feel right putting it on this list but it was the the Pepsi commercial where it starts with Peyton and Eli just eating a bunch of Lay's chips oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know a bunch of Pepsi drinks right. and yeah um Jerome Bettis yep pulls and then, up uh, with Terry Victor Bradshaw Cruz. Yeah eventually t- they pick up Terry Bradshaw and they end it by singing "Good for You" on the bus, and I'm like, "They, they this commercial was really—it was designed for me. You have, you have uh, the Manning brothers, you have two Steelers legends, and you have Olivier Rodrigo. They checked all the boxes. But so it wasn't a Super Bowl. This would have been my number one. But yeah, it was pre-Super Bowl. So yeah, didn't didn't feel like it could count. No, uh, that that I that's the commercial that's Guy aired in en- Bud That's
1: a commercial that's aired enough times to not uh, include it as a Super Bowl commercial." Like if it Yeah, if,
0: to me, if it's released during the Super Bowl, then it's a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. So otherwise doesn't doesn't count. So anyway, that'll that'll conclude this episode and another season of He's Done It. Season four in the books. I think it was a really good season for us. I mean we, it was the most episodes we did. I think we we had a lot of good guests on. I think uh yeah, lot, most variety of good, good episodes. Would that. you say yeah. yeah, Definitely Cause, cause a lot of variety. Most so,
1: most different amount of number of guests, and then most different mm-hmm. topics, and most yep. episodes, and yeah, and and then and then yeah. the pre the I, I also enjoyed uh, the season previews a lot. Like that was a cool idea that we did. Yeah, we did I definitely would like to do that. again. Divisional previews again. Yeah, I would definitely mm-hmm. do that
0: again. Yep. So, season five will probably be. Um, a couple weeks from now, I have some ideas for it. We'll we'll see how we uh, go about it, but I I do think we're gonna have more guests on, um, just based on conversations I've had with other people uh, who are interested in coming on the podcast. And I, I, again, it it leads to long episodes, but I think I think it's fun. I think it it uh yeah, there, there, there perspectives. S-
1: we there's some things we can work on in terms of the <laughs> the um, episode time amount, but at the same time ta- at the same time when we bring guests on it that's hard that's that part is harder to do but at the same time do Mm -hmm. i really care i care a little i do care like we can't do three hours again like we did uh yeah that that was pretty ridiculous that's like the one hour that's all right like that one's ridiculous like we can't do that Uh one but i don't know like it's it's cool having other people on for sure
0: yeah definitely so all right That'll do it. Uh, so, for my co host Brian Wells, I'm Corey Novotny. Thanks, everyone.